everyone, and welcome to the Awaken Together podcast. I'm Kat, and today we have a very special guest on the show. Um, this special guest is a dear friend of mine. Her name is Courtney Mirage. Today we're going to be talking about plant friends, plant consciousness, and it's a real treat because Courtney is an incredible reformed lawyer <laughs> turned community and folk herbalist and ritualist. She's a creator of The Well in the Wheel, where she serves as a period keeper and womb tender. So without further ado, welcome, Courtney! Hello! Hi! Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you so much for being here. It's such a treat. I feel like we've been talking about um, having you on the pod for a really long time, and it's just all come into fruition. So. Yes! Super exciting. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, of course! So... I love everything you do. Um, would you mind sharing with our audience, like, what exactly you do? Sure. So um, I work with people, especially women in womb carriers, but people in all bodies to support them on their healing journey by using herbal and ritual medicine. So what that looks like is um, it could be as simple as making a cup of tea. It could also be more comprehensive where I'm making um, sort of a herbal ritual protocol for people to follow and infuse into their daily life for maybe three to six months or more to support them in whatever physical, mental, emotional, spiritual healing path they're on. One of the things I love about this medicine is that it's um, a form of like complementary alternative medicine, which means that um, while it's ancient, ancestral, and super foundational for our species, um, these days when we rely more on like modern Western allopathic medicine, it's considered quote unquote alternative and they go so well together. So, um, the people that I work with can be seeing a doctor, um, who went to modern medical school and the work that I do can support and, and complement the medicine that they receive from them. Um, I also offer red tent circles, intuitive tea ceremonies, and tea leaf reading. So we get into some of the more, the shorter uh, ritual medicine, bringing in herbal allies to those experiences as well. Um, that might not be a three to six month ritual. It might be like a powerful one day ritual. Um similar to like a psychoactive plant medicine ceremony, um, those types of experiences without psychoactive medicine. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, thanks for sharing all about that. And I'm such a fan of your work, clearly. You. I mean, <laughs> uh, attended your red tent circles, which are just incredible and such a magical space for um, women and um, womb carriers mm -hmm. <laughs> to come together and just be vulnerable and share truths, what's going on with our cycles, with our hormones, with anything else that's feeling present and you just offer such beautiful and dynamic ways to process mm, um and it was such a treat having you at my retreat yes. um in april and that was just such a highlight we created beautiful herbal blends with mm -hmm. oils and gave some self-massage mm -hmm. and screamed at mountains, uh -huh. <laughs> sacred rage. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, everything that you offer this world is so needed. Thank and you. I'm just really grateful to have you as a friend as well likewise. as in this space. Yeah, and um, something you mentioned was the difference of the psychoactive and the non-psychoactive plant medicine friends. Mm -hmm. And on this podcast, we have had I think two separate episodes with guests who have shared about plant, uh, the 
psychoactive kind mm-hmm. of plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was really uh, important for us to also have you on the show uh, to share about the non-psychoactive kind, because like you said, they're a beautiful complement mm-hmm. to things that we're already doing in our everyday lives. And they can be a lot more gentle, but still very powerful. Absolutely. So just different ways to access nature, mm-hmm. um, what's already around us and um, fill in gaps and use them as tools and friends and so mm-hmm. really excited to dig into that more with you today. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. And you created this beautiful tea blend for I us did. that we're sipping on. Yes. This is my sisterhood circle tea blend um, that I brought for us today with a lot of divine feminine energy and um, womb and cyclical support. And then also a lot of like nervous system energy so that we can be calm and in the flow of conversation. So we are allying with rose, raspberry leaf, catnip, holy basil, calendula, spearmint, ladies mantle, and vervain today. Mm. And the blend is delicious and relaxing and um, yeah, also smells really wonderful. That rose is really coming through. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. just like a warm cup of tea that tastes so yummy. It's just very grounding me right now, which we all know I always need. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Bring us back down. (laughs) Down dirt. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get into some of the properties of these plant friends. But I figure before we hop into that, if you wouldn't mind sharing like you have had such a journey in your life <laughs> to get to this point. Yeah. And I think there's so much power in your story. So I'm wondering if you'd be open to sharing that. Sure. So. Yeah, my pleasure. So um, the short version is that I used to be a lawyer and I hated it. And it took me going to the tippy tip tip edge of the world um, in West Cork, Ireland to finding my connection with the plants. So that's like the log line for it. (laughs) Um, The much longer version is that I actually don't know if you know the beginning part of this story. Um, So when I was born, my mom and I were very, very sick. Um, And she thought we were both going to die. I did not know this. Yeah. So when when I was born, we were exposed to some very toxic building materials, some chemicals that were, um, at the time, uh, legal and um, accessible in, like, carpet, paint, glue, that type of thing. And the house had been, that we were living in at the time was getting remodeled. And we were both super sensitive because we were in the postpartum phase. So we got really sick. Um, And so my mom ended up raising us with a very... Um, sustainable, naturally-minded lifestyle to save our lives. Wow. So I was raised with that mentality, um, which I'm very, very lucky to have had. The impetus for that luck is sad, <laughs> but we made it, um, you know, not without some some long-term health challenges. But um, luckily, my mom brought us into awareness of all the other types of medicine available to us, and we got to access that healing um, long-term, which was great. And then, um, I, (laughs) I have had, um, endometriosis as partly I have a guess. We, we don't really know where endometriosis comes from. It's a, um, a disease where, um, the endometrial tissue in the uterus grows outside, um, of the uterus. And in some people, Unfortunately, including myself, it can cause tremendous pain um, with the menstrual bleed. And so um, 
a lot of guesses around that are environmental toxins are potential um, causes. And then there's also some genetic elements that um, I most likely am the beneficiary of. (laughs) Um, And so uh, I have had to sort of seek alternative, quote unquote, alternative medicine to support my journey there because the only solution accessible to me in allopathic medicine has been either a very invasive surgery that is not even really proven to uh, be helpful um, and can actually like cause more scar tissue and pain in the long term um, or birth control, which as you have talked about on this podcast um, can be an amazing ally for some people and can also mask a lot of challenges and um cause hormonal imbalances etc um as well Mm -hmm. so um i had to fend for myself and when i went to law school i was so out of sync with my cycle that um the pain was the worst it's ever been um a little tmi but i remember driving home after class one day um barfing in my car because the pain was so bad and that was so So hard it was awful um so after law school, um, I I was with a partner who was living in Ireland, and um, the pandemic hit, and so we were living in a really really remote um, village in like southwest Ireland, kind of on the edge of the world, um, overlooking the Atlantic, getting away from everything. Pictures very lucky, beautiful to be there. Very very lucky to have gotten to spend time there, um, and. That's when the plant started uh, reaching out to me to build relationship mm. um, because there wasn't much else to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, things got quiet. And so I was able to hear them and have them invite me in. And um, I got to a point where I started working with them every day and cooking with them, foraging and building a little bit of like a emotional relationship with them. And getting to a point where I was like, wow, I really don't want to practice law. This feels so out of alignment for me. And then the moment um, that I like, I had my business set up to practice, the moment I decided to quit when like one of my good friends asked me to um, help them out with something I really wanted to be working on in my law practice, it hit me that like, oh, I actually don't want to do this. I think I'm supposed to want to do this. Mm-hmm. So I quit. And 48 hours later, this incredible ancestral herbal apprenticeship landed in my lap for me to apply to. And it was the biggest hell yes I've ever gotten in my life. What a magical moment. Yes. I mean, talk about just clarity. Yes. And like closing of one chapter to Mm -hmm. open a new. And I mean, you're such an intuitive being. You always (laughs) have been. I've always, we've always connected in this way. Mm -hmm. And you... I think like that was a, a massive time where you listened to your gut yeah. and it it showed you the way. It did. It was painful, honestly, to let go of all the hard work I had done, um, meant to step out of the capitalist, um, you know, wheel of feeling like I needed to climb the ladder of success and that I really wanted to be helping people. And then I found, you know, once I got further into my apprenticeship, I'm helping people so much more than I ever would have with law. Mm -hmm. Like so much more deeply, so much more authentically and thoroughly. And um, 
it's so much more fulfilling for everyone involved, including the plants. Mm-hmm. You know, they were ignored in yeah. <laughs> what I was doing before. Um, so they get to participate now, and it feels so much more enriching um, and human, frankly, mm-hmm. um, to get to spend my time like this now. That's incredible. Yeah, thank so you. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So something you said that I wanted to kind of circle back on that mm. I just thought was so beautiful, and um, I was, like, starting to visualize it, but I'd love just um, for just to hear more from your perspective on is you shared how the plant started talking to you. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so I feel like I've had those experiences too. Mm. Right. Um, But I'm curious, like, what did this look like for you? What did this feel like? Yeah. So I think in the beginning it was pretty uh, unconscious on my end. It was more like my eyes would just linger on certain plants and like I wouldn't be able to look away or I would start seeing them everywhere and that could just be confirmation bias and you know you're in a I was in a place where like I'm surrounded by plants right but they started to sort of invite me into a multi-sensory meditative experience with them Mm -hmm. so I would instead of you know just like okay I'm gonna pick some dandelion greens and toss that in my salad um I'm going to like sit with the dandelion I'm gonna sit with the honeysuckle I'm gonna sit with the wild radish leaves Mm. and notice that how they move in the wind notice um how they smell like when the salt water you know is infused on their leaves notice um you know once I do bring them into my food how do they really taste and it made me so much more present with my food and with my experience of cooking like really the magic of um plants is bringing us into the moment bringing us into presence bringing us into our bodies and into our senses and um i'm not a big one for like sitting and meditating my brain bounces all over the place but when i am sitting with plants i i become still with them and they invite me into that experience and as i got more and more intimately connected with them they did start to speak and like you know my skeptical brain my lawyer brain (laughs) is still alive in some ways and wonders if like this is all just in my head and I've come to the conclusion that okay if it is does it matter you know does it really matter if when I sit down um with Rose and she says to me I love you. Please pick a flower. I'm ready to share with you today. It, is that in my head? I don't know if it really matters, right? Like and this is like rule 101 of psychic mediumship. Yeah. This in books of like step one is getting comfortable with your imagination. Exactly. And what comes and trusting that and yes. not writing it off right. as phony. Yes. And, and frankly, even if it is just in my head, it's such an incredible experience to work through interrelationship, interrelational experiences in a safe way mm-hmm. because the plants have so much more peace than we do as human beings. And so if I hear a boundary, you know, um, I'm trying to check in and see if Blackberry is going to let me tell this story. And she says, no. So I'm not going to tell her story. She's very boundaried. So I really am good at like making sure I honor her boundaries. She's a huge, like 
she's a hedge plant. So she's like, she's a marker of boundaries. So she's a big boundary plant. She doesn't want me to tell the story. So I'm not going to tell her story. (laughs) Um, Sorry, that was a tease, but... Um, no, I love I love even just experiencing this. Yeah. Um, it's really special. I, you know, I do... I listen to, like, I have specific plants. Like, I have a blackberry plant in my home, but I also connect with, like, the spirit of a plant mm-hmm. and how they show up in the world, all over the world, right? And so there are some times when, okay, with my chamomile and calendula I've got growing in my garden, I really wanted to harvest them because I'm drying them to use for medicine later. And I sat down with them recently and they said to me, not yet, Courtney, not yet. It's not time. Mm -hmm. And so I had to listen. And like, I often find when they share a boundary, it's actually for my benefit because they're saying it's too early in the day. The medicine hasn't moved to the part of the plant that you need to Mm -hmm. harvest or um, I haven't bloomed enough yet for you to harvest. Or recently the chamomile was saying, please don't take all of me leave some for the pollinators. You're taking too much lately. Mm. So when I sit and listen, like they really show up in English in my head. (laughs) But it also, at first, it shows up as like an energetic or spiritual or metaphysical boundary where I Mm. feel sort of a barrier. And then I ask, oh, what is this about? Or if I feel totally open and like there's sort of um, no barrier at all and there's just air between us and that invitation shows up. Does that make sense? Totally. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, That's like the closest thing that I have to that too is when I'm on a hike, I recently learned that this is a big no-no, but picking wildflowers, Mm. right? Um, Just like that's a a general rule so that they're still in their habitat, right? right? And we have so few in Colorado. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This season was beautiful and this was before I really learned that um i was (laughs) picking a wildflower bouquet going on a hike with that intention i always like on the way back would look around and be like okay um i would still have that moment of mindful check-in with each plant of like can i pick you right and sometimes it was yes yeah and sometimes it was no and whenever like uh, an answer wasn't there i would just like leave it and not not mess with it beautiful so I at least had that moment of check-in. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. But even still, like in my backyard um, or right. whenever, whenever plants are around and they're, they're speaking to me, they're calling to me. If I want to have a moment, often with sunflowers on walks, right? Mm-hmm. I just, oh, every day, that's like the one that speaks to me most because, I don't know, there's so many reasons, yeah. right? I have it uh, tattooed on me now. Right. We have the same tattoo. Well, different artists. Yes, exactly. Um, Same artist. Danny did our tattoos. And so it's the same location on each of us. Shout out to at Das Colors on (laughs) on Instagram. Yes. Um, If you're in Denver, check her out. She's freaking incredible. It was like a spiritual experience, honestly. Absolutely. And that's like, I think that's one thing that, that is helpful you know, if I may segue into this, it's so helpful to know that we don't need to like take plant medicine into our body to connect with it. Yeah. Because what we're really talking about here is sovereignty and consent, right? Mm-hmm. And and animism, knowing this concept that um, it's a spiritual theory, we can use that word, it's a spiritual um, framework yeah. for recognizing that um, all things are sentient. All things are sovereign. All things are alive in their own way. Mm-hmm. 
And in our capitalist patriarchal society, we have this mentality of I need to have, collect, take, take, even dominate in order to connect. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Yes. Like just sitting and observing and and breathing on and with another plant, because we are plants in our own way too, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, you know, we have this relationship of carbon dioxide and oxygen. It's such a beautiful symbiotic relationship. Just sharing air with a plant can be a spiritual, powerful, medicinal experience. Mm. And we don't need to uh, possess a plant in order to receive the medicine. And when we have consent, the medicine is so much more meaningful and powerful, not just from a spiritual perspective, but from a place of like, I feel good about taking the medicine in, Mm -hmm. you know, like my nervous system feels good about receiving this. So I'm going to be calmer and my body is going to actually be able to like absorb and alchemize this medicine better. Exactly. And that uh, makes me think of an idea that I learned from Braiding Sweetgrass, Mm -hmm. which is, I know, a book that you love Mm -hmm. as well. You brought it here today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, it's a whole idea of reciprocity. Yes right? It's like getting away from just that capitalistic view of taking and understanding our place in all mm-hmm. things with nature of Absolutely. there's a giving and a taking or a receiving. And um, it's always going back and forth in like really symbiotic relationships that are respectful and mm-hmm. held with reverence. And yeah, um, we are part favorites. of the ecosystem. We are absolutely part. And we don't think about it that way. We think we're above it. Mm -hmm. But we are absolutely part of it. We are the earth, you know. Uh, We are absolutely part of the earth. And um, I think one of the things that um, Robin Walkimer, I think is how I say her name, um, she talks about so beautifully is right relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, that's essentially what we're talking about, too, is um consent right and having that right relationship and then also knowing that like even if you get a yes and it's not in your ancestry or if it's an endangered plant that might not be a yes to follow it might be like i could ally with you right now and i could really help you but is there another plant that can offer the same or similar medicine that isn't going to cause harm in the process exactly like for example i don't work with palo santo or white sage anymore um because of both the endangered status of of that medicine and the cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. involved um especially white sage is a closed practice it's um it working with white sage as smudging which i use the word sacred smoke because smudging is a specific term for that ritual um was illegal until the late 70s and so it's it's to me it feels Um, disrespectful of the sovereignty of the plant and the sovereignty of the ritual and the people that engage in the ritual to work with white sage. It doesn't mean I don't work with sacred smoke. I absolutely work with sacred smoke. Mm. I use plants from my own ancestry, like rosemary Mm. uh, and even cloves. Um, I'm Persian and Jewish. So I, you know, I connect with um, plants from the Swana region, um, Southwest Asia, North Africa. Um, that. Yeah, That's instead cool. of Middle East. I yeah. learned that from one of my wow. teachers, Sarah Corbett, and uh, from Rowan and Sage. She's one of my favorite herbal teachers. Um, she, 
I don't know that she came up with the term, but she uses SWANA because it takes away the political charge of the term Middle East. Wow. And it also recognizes more of the cultural symbiosis between the region of Southwest Asia and North Africa. Very cool. Yeah. So that plant medicine, and that's also like one of the areas where, um, if not, some people say the area where herbal medicine was really discovered and honed mm. is in the Swana region, especially Iran, which is where my family is from. Very so I cool. feel, um, you know, strong pull to work with that medicine um, because it's so important and meaningful to me spiritually. And then, you know, my body can absorb it so much more readily than something that came from a different region and that my nervous system doesn't feel good about because... I feel bad working with that medicine. So it's, you know, that's not a healing experience. Um, Even if you just look at it from that way and, you know, if you don't feel bad, then maybe, you know, you can look at it a different way. Yeah, really pay attention. (laughs) Really pay attention to how it shows up in your body. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get get me deeper and deeper with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I know that um, there are some herbs that and plants that you work with a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, um, before we hop into each one of those and their amazing medicinal properties and everything, how did you go about forming those bonds with these plants in specific? Yeah, so um, it's different with each plant, just like it's different with each person. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the ways that I frame this, and I, I think I've heard other people discuss this as well, is that it's sort of like dating. Mm-hmm. Um, some plants are ready to make out on the first date, right? <laughs> and you're going to make me spit my teeth off. <laughs> making out with the plants. That's what you're doing right now. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, we're joking, but that's, that's part of it. Like yeah. some plants are ready for you to connect with them, with your body inside right away. Mm-hmm. And some plants... Um, need time so um you might work with them by sitting with them you might work with them by carrying a dried plant as like a um amulet in your pocket for a while um the best way to work with plants is with our senses right but taste is not the only way um it could be meditating even with a picture of a plant um slowly court them and allow them to court you um, I found, so one way that I, I started my relationship with, with some plants is, um, one of my teachers, my apprenticeship mentor, Tanya Reikley, um, she had us journey. Um, she guided us in a journey on our first day of our apprenticeship together, um, into like our inner psyche to meet our herbal ally for the year. Wow. And, um, I had three show up. So, <laughs> I know, a little greedy, I guess. So um, overachiever. Um, yeah, that lawyer part of me is still alive in some way. <laughs> Not just one. Yeah. Um, but the plant that really showed up for me that I didn't know, like I saw the visual, but I didn't know who it was. So Tanya helped me identify it and, mm. and um, link with her was Lady's Mantle. And I brought her today. She wanted to come and hang out on the table with us. Yay, there she is. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's so Do you want to smell? Yes, well, We can have a little sensory experience. Oh, yeah. She's ready to play. So what do you smell? Ooh, it smells florally. Mm-hmm. Almost oregano-y. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then like a little woody. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting and wonderful because it shows up a little bit differently for everybody. Kind of like drinking wine. Yeah. It's like that sensory experience. So for me, I sort of get green tea and a little bit of tannin. Yeah. Um, And I smell the woody bit as well. Yeah, I love her so much. Oh, um, she's special. And she really made me work for it yeah. to get into the right relationship with her. So um, it took me ages to see her in the wild or in my neighborhood, even though she's a pretty um, popular plant out in the world. Um, and I, it got to a point where I realized I had some internal work to do before I could allow her in. Wow. So she really took me on a journey of understanding my self-worth and that I didn't have to pedestalize her in order to be in relationship with her. She was teaching me about equality and not needing to experience idol worship. She was allowing me and inviting me to be an equal with her. And once I was able to understand that, it was showing up in my relationships with people too. Um, and once I was able to understand that, she showed up everywhere. Mm, yeah. how that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was trying to teach me a lesson. Yeah. Which I'm so grateful for. And, so beautiful. Yeah. And so once that happened and I could see her everywhere, then I started feeling consent and and her willingness and even eagerness to connect with me beyond just an amulet in my pocket that I got from my teacher and more in tea and uh, anointing oil, um, even as like a poultice and a salve. And um, she's an incredible ally for fertility and like women's and womb support. So mm-hmm. Um, she's like exactly right for what I need. Um, but I needed to get in right relationship with her before she was going to be able to offer me that medicine. Get that foundation nice and right. Exactly. Build a beautiful bond on top of that. Exactly. And now it's such a spiritual experience connecting with her. And I feel like I'm receiving medicine on so many different levels. Yeah. Yeah. I love that whole holistic view on yeah. the medicine, yeah. on the plants and her properties and what she can do for you and all the lessons gleamed. Yes. So powerful. To me, this is how I want medicine to feel. Yeah. And this is how I want my clients to experience medicine is a holistic experience that isn't just take a pill and call me in the morning, which can work, right? right. We know it can work and we know that sometimes we need it. Mm-hmm. But I always come to you know, we are multifaceted beings. We have somatic needs as well as like digestive needs, you know, Mm -hmm. like they all go together. All of our organ systems are connected. Mm -hmm. So if we can get all of our systems aligned in our healing process, Mm -hmm. it's going to be so much more effective. And so I always come to herbal medicine first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I need to explore allopathic medicine, like a surgery, for example, herbal medicine can help you recover, can help you prepare, but just ladies mantle can't hold a knife. Yeah. So (laughs) like we need both and, and learning how to have that multifaceted approach to healing to cushion our experiences of allopathic medicine Mm -hmm. has been a pretty powerful experience for me. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about like side effects right Mm. like just the amount of side effects from like more clinical medications um it's always a need to cross-reference and i'm sure there is a need for that every time Um, every time in herbs and plants as well yes right yes with every client 
I always do my research and homework to make sure that with whatever um, allopathic medicine they're taking, pharma or anything else, even supplements and stuff, it is medicine. So we do have to be careful about um, contraindications, even like if you've got like lemon balm, for example, is a plant I work with very often. Mm -hmm. And you have to be careful with her and hypothyroidism. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. So um, just knowing that while this is the people's medicine, it's wonderfully safe. We still have to be careful right. with how, how we connect with them when we bring them into our bodies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And with that being said, I'm sure that um, some of our community members listening to this are going to be excited, um, <laughs> as I am, and interested in channeling their inner witch and <laughs> um, maybe exploring this path some more. Yeah. So I'm curious what tips would you have sure. for um, folks who are newer to this line of work and, and plan and consciousness and building bonds um, with this kind of medicine. So I would always start with sitting with a plant. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can pick one plant, uh, maybe that you've got in your backyard, in your home. It can be a house plant even, just learning to build relationship with them. It can be, um, I've got an oak tree in my neighborhood who's young. He's maybe like 12 or 15. He's my buddy, and Aww. I always give him a high five or a little kiss when I pass by. Like Cute. building relationship in that way, and then my like, you know, intellectual lawyer brain wants to do the research, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, there's some incredible books and resources. Definitely, like Sarah Corbett with Rowan and Sage is one of my all time favorite um, resources online. If you want the intellectual side of things, there's so many different ways to do it. So you you can do like the intellectual journey. I really, really, really recommend like a personal spiritual journey if you're going to do that as well, Um, starting with sitting with the plants and then use your senses, you know, Um, like we've been talking about. I would also say if you've got a creative outlet that you like to connect with, like making music or painting Mm -hmm. or writing, using that outlet to connect you know, writing poetry about a specific plant. And maybe if you're an intellectual minded person, you can do the research about like ancestral um, connections to that and ancestral uses of medicine for that plant and weave that into your poetry. Um, You know, taking baths with plants is another one that I love because um, while we do absorb things through our skin and we still have to be careful, especially if we've got like skin-related allergies, like chamomiles in the daisy family, for example. So you have to be careful if you're allergic to daisies Mm. kind of thing. But generally speaking, um, taking a bath with plants is a wonderfully sensual experience to build relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say um, this is the people's medicine, right? So look and see what is accessible to you right in your own backyard. There's a reason why this industry is not regulated, in America at least. It's because it belongs to all of us. And it belongs to all of us because it's right there, ready and accessible for us. So the dandelions you've got in your backyard, we can call them weeds or we can call them medicine. Mm. They're incredible nitrogen-fixing plants. They're trying to heal the soil. Wow. So leave the dandelions oh my gosh yeah that's a really simple way to connect with them they're incredibly medicinal Mm -hmm. the leaf flower and the root 
That's something actually in Greek culture. Yeah. One of my, um, yeah, I remember that growing up. Uh, we called them horta. <laughs> and they'll make like a dandelion tea, mm-hmm. a dandelion stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very common dish. That's wonderful. Culture. And they're delicious. Yeah. They're a little bit bitter. Yeah, you gotta like treat them right. You gotta, you gotta treat them right. <laughs> that's right. Flavor <laughs> it and season it. And, yeah. Exactly. And they're, they're, they're bitter for a reason. It's because that's part of the medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an amazing affinity for uh, kidney and liver support. Um, and like, you know, if you're in an urban environment, we do have to be careful about pesticides, sadly. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And especially plants like that who help um, heal the soil, they'll absorb those toxins. So you might not want to harvest and eat the, you know, the dandelions you've got in your apartment complex or something like that because that they likely have been sprayed and that can make you more ill which we don't need Mm -hmm. but you know build relationship with them and and enjoy the sunshine that they bring and um allow them to heal the soil i think they're beautiful personally so too yeah they're a little like sunshine they're called dandelion and um they're also called they've got got a french name Mm like teeth of the lion i think because Ooh. of the way that they're shaped and they look like a lion because yeah. of their and in leo season right now we're right. still in leo season Boom. so like relish that um i will also say one thing another way to connect with plants is um speaking of leo season is is called astro herbalism so if you're interested in astrology there are certain plants that ally with certain signs and astrology and so that oh. can be like an interesting opening that's a passion of yours. So, what was it called again? Astro herbalism. Astro herbalism. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, that's yeah. So cool. um, and it's a you know it it can be as as simple as like oh this is a great month to drink dandelion tea, yeah. or it could be as deep as I want to know when uh, what phase of the moon is a good time to harvest this specific plant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this sign, um, you can get really nitty-gritty with it so that's one opening um let's see so many tactile tips yeah i would say another another if i may can i keep going please (laughs) please. um i will also say using sovereign language like we have been doing that robin wall Kimmerer talks about Mm -hmm. um is a great way to connect with plants because it just shifts our mindset about them we don't use the word it um Mm -hmm. we use them she he like it doesn't have to be gendered some plants um might be gendered like some trees are the female part of the tree some are the female species of the tree some are male but really and that's like botanical right Mm -hmm. um it can also be energetic but they really transcend gender in so many ways so whatever pronouns you want to use the point is to give them um i hate the word personification because that implies that the only beings um, that are worth this language are people, and that's not true. Right. But that we don't really have another word for it. Yeah. Yes, um, but to to recognize their sovereignty by using peopled language, mm-hmm. because that's the language that we have to recognize sovereignty is around human beings. So right. inviting them into that language. Um, my brother has started doing this really beautiful gratitude practice before eating. Um, and just recognizing like the ecosystem that had to be at play, including us and how we cultivated that food mm-hmm. to bring it into our body because food is medicine too. Right. So just a, like a brief thank you to the food in front of you. It doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. It can just be like a 
you know, or a religious thing. It can just be a, I'm, I'm grateful for this food. And I, I bet you will digest a little bit more yeah, easily. Thank you, food. Yeah. I do it with my coffee in the mornings. I whisper my gratitude into I my coffee that. and then I drink it. And it that's, just feels like I'm being filled with yes, the gratitude. That's so beautiful. Reciprocity. That symbiosis. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways that we can. And honestly, I bet a lot of us are already doing it. I think it's about bringing awareness and intention to it. Um, because that's the spiritual practice, right? Is when right. we bring intention into it. Exactly. The yeah. missing link. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My heart is so full. Like, <laughs> I'm too. feeling very spiritually lit up. And yeah. this has been such a incredible conversation. This is what I'm going to listen back to. Oh, and so um, I feel like I'm, like I'm going to just research things now. Yeah. yeah. And, and feel free to share with me like, Absolutely. I would love to geek out with you about it. And totally. your listeners can totally, I mean, this is my jam. I love yes. this stuff. So reach out to me and we can geek out about it together. And Please. I'm happy to share more resources and more How can rituals our, um, and community connect with you? Yeah. So um, Instagram's a good way for better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> so my Instagram is at the well and the wheel and is spelled out Andy. And then my website is thewellandthewheel.com. And then you can also email me at Courtney at the well and the wheel. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. You also have some amazing rent tent circles I do. coming up. Yes. At Nurture, if you're in the Colorado area, um, Sunday, October 8th, 1 to 6. Um, it is always infused with plant medicine. And it's a way for us to connect with the sovereignty of our own bodies and the consent that we all deserve and some sex ed that we um, all deserve to know. And then some fun sacred rage practices and some ways to connect with herbal medicine and to with other women and womb carriers. Everyone can benefit. Everyone should. <laughs> like, I don't like using the word should, but like you will leave feeling so much lighter and more mm-hmm. empowered and connected Thank really you, with yourself and community. So I Thank cannot you. recommend your offerings enough thank you really. so much yeah thank you, thank thank you. you. <laughs> and thank you all so much for listening for being with us today we would love to hear all of your questions and feedback you can reach out to us on instagram at awaken together podcast and please like follow share rate review all the things so that we can continue growing this little heart work mm-hmm. thank you courtney thank you kat and thank you all for listening we'll see you next time Yay.